FM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. I'm Brad Brown. It's good to have you with us. Thanks for joining us this evening. Coming up on tonight's show, we're going to be chatting to the victorious Varsity Cup coach uh, of Takis, Puerta Himan, joining us uh, tonight, the legend of South African rugby. They beat Marty's last night. We'll also chat to Blitzbot coach Neil Powell. Uh, they've just returned from Singapore. We'll hear from Stuart Baxter and Pizzot Mosimane, amongst others. But let's start with some football news and Supersport United. Striker Jeremy Brocky says they have to win when they square off against Mamelodi Sundowns in the absolute premiership at the Lucas Moripe Stadium tomorrow night. Last week, Matatanto were hammered 5-0 by the Brazilians at Loftus. They're currently fifth on the standings, and Brocky says if they are to challenge for the league title, tomorrow is non-negotiable. Yeah, look, uh, obviously we're trying to trying to juggle a few different competitions at the, at the one time, and um, a couple of weeks ago, we were looking quite quite in a good position in the league and then then we go and do damage to ourselves by losing to Barocca and then um, what happened against Sundowns last week. So I think tomorrow's a, a must-win match if, if we want to count ourselves still and with the chance of winning the league. Um, we can't take any, anything less than three points. So um, boys have to put their bodies on the line and, and hopefully uh, at the end of the game we can still look at the table and and see there's a chance for us to, to lift the league. Brocky, who scored a hat-trick on the weekend, says they need to be more circumspect in defence if they are to win. It's obviously nice to, to put the ball in the back of the net over the weekend. and um, I think first and foremost we need to uh, defend better as a team. Uh, we conceded way too many soft goals against Sundowns last week. And I'm not just saying that's the backline's fault or, or that's the goalkeeper's fault. It's the whole, whole 11 um, has to defend properly first before we can think about uh, going and scoring goals, but uh, I'd like to think that hopefully we can create a few more chances this time around, and uh, it'd be nice to at the back of the net and, and do it consistently for the rest of the season. At the other end of the log, Highlands Park coach Gordon Nickerson's confident he can avoid the drop. Highlands lie 15th level on points with Barocca SC, but they have a better goal difference. Nickerson says it's not a great position to be in. Everybody's under pressure because it's a dangerous spot, and I'm no different. I'm a human being. You know, it's not nice to be where we are. It's it's a hell of a hell of a thing, but it's a it's good for us now that we're playing so well. You know, and it, it, we we've actually got the, this thing in our hands because you know we playing we still got now um, uh, 18 points to play for. But if you really understand and do the log the way I know how to do it. Some of the other teams haven't got 18 points to play for, even though they've got seven games, because they all play each other. Barocco is playing Brufetain Celtic, Brufetain Celtic is playing Chipper, Chipper is playing uh, Brocco. So there can't be 18 points available. One of those teams have to lose. So one of those teams are not going to be able to play for 18 points. They're going to play for maybe five or six points. You know, and, 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 and it's, it's tough being there. To not pressure in other, any other respect, but to, to try and get away from this relegation zone. In news out of England, former Tottenham Hotspur boss Harry Redknapp has been appointed as Birmingham City's manager following Gio Franco Zola's departure from the club. On to cricket, Proteus fast bowler Dale Stain could feature for SAA for their upcoming series against England A in June. Stain suffered a stress fracture to his shoulder late last year and has been undergoing extensive rehabilitation. The South African A squad, as well as the Proteus squad for the tour to England, will be announced tomorrow. A.B. de Villiers missed out on the Royal Challengers Bangalore clash against the Gujarat Lions this evening due to injury. RCB batting first in that clash posted a mammoth 213 for two. In reply, the Gujarat Lions currently 19 for the loss of one. That after three overs.
Meanwhile, the West Indies have named uncapped batsmen Vishal Singh and Shimron Hetmeyer, as well as recalled Kieran Powell to face Pakistan for the first test. That gets underway on Friday. And on to some rugby. More bad news for the Lions. Centre Rowan Janser von Rensburg looks set to miss uh, a lot of rugby. He's going to be sidelined for a while after that knee injury that he picked up against the Stormers. Uh, the Lions just waiting for the outcome of the scans that he went for today. On to tennis news, the draw for the Fed Cup Europe Africa Group uh, Africa Zone Group 2 event that gets underway tomorrow in Lithuania has been completed. South Africa seeded fourth. They've drawn top seeds Sweden, Slovenia and Norway in Pool A. South Africa will play Sweden in their opening clash tomorrow. That will be followed by Norway tomorrow afternoon and on Thursday they take on Slovenia. In other tennis news, France's Adrian Manorino upsets compatriot Joel Songa 6-7, 6-2 and 6-3 in their Monte Carlo Masters uh, second round clash while world number two Novak Djokovic is through to the third round with a hard fought 6-3-3-6-7-5 victory over France's Gilles Samoa SAFM Sports Wrap You're listening to SAFM South Africa's news and information leader and Varsity Rugby last night so the Varsity Cup concluded and it was uh, another victory for the University of Pretoria champion Tux equaling Marty's uh, records of three victories now and we joined by the coach of the victorious team Puerto Iman Puerto welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening first of all congratulations on the win uh, thanks a lot uh, it was it was a tough one but it through the end with the looking at Varsity Cup and uh, the role it plays in, in South African rugby, it's, uh, it's a pretty exciting tournament. There's some, some very exciting players that uh, have taken to the field, not just in this edition, but uh, over the years. But this one, uh, some, some big names that uh, I think in the future are going to be stars of South African rugby. No, definitely. It's a good stepping stone for any player. Uh, you know, and Like you said, this year again, there was quite a few guys that really put their hand up. And I think we'll, we'll in the near future get uh, provisional contracts. But uh, it was a, a tight match. 28-21, the margin of victory. I mean, not much in it. Uh, as finals go, pretty much uh, what, what you expected? Yes, no, definitely. I mean, we knew uh, Mott is a good team. Uh, I think we're the first side to beat him twice in the one year, so that's a big achievement for us. But uh, we started well and then couldn't finish, and they came back and scored, and we had to play catch-up. And fortunately for us, the second half, we really well put them in their own half and, and put it through. You, you mentioned beating Marty's twice in the season that first time round I think it was 13-9 the score so also a very very yes. close game and uh, I mean if you look at Varsity Cup rugby it's, I think it's in its 10th edition Marty's and Tucks both winning it three times now equaling that record so th- those are the two big sides and, and always as uh, back in the old days but between the, the sort of Varsity's uh, lots of rivalry and lots of tradition Yes, every north and south, uh, it was really like uh, province in the old days playing playing the uh, Northern Transvaal. And now this time again, Marty Stux, it was really an awesome experience. And uh, the crowd, it was un- 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 unbelievable last night here at that stadium. Puta, for you being involved uh, from, a, from a coaching perspective, you had a, an illustrious playing career in South Africa. It must be nice to, to be able to still be involved in a game that's uh, given you so much over your life. No, definitely, and it's really enjoyable playing, uh, working with the young guys, uh, the students, they, they, they really listen to you, it's like a dad figure for them, so uh, it's really exciting, it, was, uh, it keeps me young, it keeps me young. 
Which this is the future. I mean, you said it's a great stepping stone with a lot of these youngsters uh, who will go on and get provincial contracts, hopefully super rugby contracts as well. With with the turmoil in South African rugby at the moment, we've seen what's what's happened over the last sort of year and a bit at the the national team level and the performances not uh, that any South African fan would like to see. Do you yeah. think South African rugby, the future of South African rugby, is in good shape? Yeah, definitely. No, definitely. I really believe so. If you watch the Super Rugby game against the Stormers and the Lions last week, also awesome, uh, awesome performance for both teams. And then Varsity Cup this year, these really young, exciting guys that I think so it's all good for South African rugby in the future. But as as much as the the Varsity Cup campaign for for Tuckies is now over, it doesn't end for you. You're going to be coaching the Varsity Cup Dream Team that was selected as well, uh, and uh, a, a pretty decent side. I mean, there's some some big names there. I see your winger who's who's made a bit of an impact uh, this season as well. Uh, Sebastian Maxwane uh, has been selected. Uh, some some impressive names, particularly from from the Tuckies squad in that team. No, definitely, it's a really a good side, and I, I think they can give the uh, junior box account for the money uh, come Tuesday night. Is it difficult to, to convene a team like this at such short notice? You mentioned come Tuesday night, you don't have much time with it. <laughs> no, no, that's true, but uh, I think uh, for, for these guys it's just a big opportunity to show their worth and, uh, and to get together and, and enjoy each other company and make new friends. Following that clash, what's, what's next on the cards for Port Demon? Uh, I'm also uh, coach of the Super Super Sport Challenge uh, Cup, uh, so I will, 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 uh, will be with the Bulls for the next uh, 13 weeks. But I'd I'd, uh, I'd be lynched if I didn't ask what's happening at the Bulls. Oh, <laughs> they had to win against the Aguilas, and we really hope that Not not good news for Bulls fans. It, it, it hasn't been their best season, has it? No, not not uh, at, uh, up to this stage, but I, I, they've got a few home games now, and I, and I really hope uh, after last week's win uh, that the confidence will be back and they will play some good rugby and, and bring the crowds back to Loftus. Well, Puerto, congratulations with what you've done with that uh, tax side. Uh, phenomenal victory last night. Again, another trophy in the cabinet for the University of Pretoria. Best of luck for the clash against the junior box and uh, with, uh, with the Bulls with uh, that, uh, with that uh, competition coming up. No, thank you very much. I appreciate it. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. On to some Sevens rugby now. And it was uh, a disappointing weekend for the Blitzbox. Uh, in the greater scheme of things, maybe not too much of uh, a train wreck when it comes to the HSBC World Sevens Series. But uh, Singapore dishing up lots and lots of surprises. Uh, South Africa taking a 25-point lead into the final two legs in uh, France and uh, England. Uh, that's still to come. But we join now by Coach Neil Powell. They arrived back on South African soil this morning. And Neil, welcome on to SAFM. Thanks for for joining us, and welcome welcome home. Um, thanks, Brad. Thanks for once again to for, to be on the show. Um, and yeah, it's always great to get home. So um, yeah, we'll uh, look forward to to recover over the next uh, few days, especially in in regards to the sleeping. Neil, let's talk about Singapore. I see. I mean, last year Kenya winning the cup. This year Canada US final. Canada winning their first cup title. What is in the water in Singapore? Yeah, it's not just in Singapore. It's uh, it's actually just that tournament just after Hong Kong. I think um, everybody is so much up for that Hong Kong tournament, and it's such a big hype and a prestige tournament, and everybody puts an extra effort into 
and Hong Kong tournament to be successful. And then um, the tournament after that, it's a hangover from Hong Kong. So um, all the teams really struggling to get their motivation and get themselves up for that um, for that tournament after Hong Kong. And then and it showed in the results this weekend and even last last year as well. And even when the when that tournament was in Tokyo um, a, a few years ago as well, it's normally the the mono teams, as you, as you can call it like that, that that, that come through in that um, tournament straight after Hong Kong and and, um, and and get some success in that tournament. So um, and it showed me the results last year with Kenya and then yes, this year with Canada. In the greater scheme of things, uh, on the seven standings for for this World Series, not too much of a train wreck for 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 the Blitzbox. Uh, are you? I mean, you obviously disappointed that you you didn't get more points in Singapore, but uh, the way things have panned out, it, it's not too much of a of a of a train wreck. Yeah, no, definitely not. I think um, I think we as the Springbok Seven team will be the first to say that we're not happy with our with our performance. I think. Um, Definitely a below standard performance for us, and um, yeah, something that we definitely want to make a step up on when we get to Paris and London. But um, I think a lot of positives from that tournament. Um, one will be that we've uh, extended that lead over the second team, which is Fiji for now. And then also injury-wise, I think normally you'll get um, get back home from two injuries and you'll have a whole list of injuries that you you worried about and thinking, how will I select this next team for for the next two tournaments? And I think we. Really, we were, we were fairly lucky with the injuries. If you look at all the other teams, I think France at some stage only played with two reserves. <laughs> so they had almost four injuries in that tournament. So, um, and then the last one, that game against New Zealand, um, there was only one point in it and we, we decided to give, um, give a guy like Zane Davidson, uh, Selvin, uh, not Selvin and Stephen Hans, decided to give them a start and see what they're capable of, um, seeing that they're going to go on to the s 20s and won't be available for us with Paris and London. So, um, I think a lot of positives from that tournament, but uh, we as a system will be the first to say that um, not happy with the performance and um, definitely a below 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 poor performance from from us in, in that Singapore tournament. Yeah, I mean first first final that you've missed uh, of the season that must be disappointing in itself. Yeah, it's, again, it's um, I think and a lot of guys said it with the personal record as well. I think for us as a system, it's not it's not about records and trying to get personal gains out of out of this Pumokseven system, it's what's best for the system. So I think it's more disappointing in the way we played. Uh, not so much about the results, but um, just uh, not enough respect for the ball, not clinical enough when we had ball in hand, and then turned over the ball position too quickly. So, um, yeah, definitely not not happy with our um, whole tournament and our performance, and um, something that we, we definitely want to um, do better and make a step up on when we go to Paris. You mentioned Nice not having too many injuries in, in Singapore. Uh, there obviously have been some uh, some injuries in the squad overall. Players that didn't uh, go on this this leg. I think of of uh, someone like Roscoe Speckman, who is uh, is a, a sort of key part of that Blitzbox squad. So, uh, what's the prognosis looking like for for the players who've been out for a while? Yeah, I think the only guy that will get back for players is, is basically Roscoe, uh, which is which is good for us. I think we need a. We need an exciting, exacted player with a bit of pace, um, and he will be that player for us going to Paris. So it's always, always great to get that player back in, in the caliber of, of Roscoe Speckman. Um, unfortunately, Carl will be still out for a while. Justin Geduld will still be out for a while. Um, so will Stefan Dippenhaar and, and Carl de Prea. So, um, but, but happy with the, the guys that we have available for 
selection for Paris. And I think we can really feel the strong team that will, will be really competitive in that Paris um, tournament. The last time we spoke was uh, in the build-up to Hong Kong, and and like you say, I mean Hong Kong is as far as sevens rugby go, it's the, the it's the pinnacle. That's where what all all the big teams want as a as a title, and it's one that's eluded the Blitzbox. It's uh, something that was spoken about lots at the tournament. I know all the TV commentators kept on mentioning it. Did you feel that pressure going into it, Neil? That that was the title that that you really wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah he said no. <laughs> I think for us, we, all the tournaments, right, from the start to buy, right, to, to, and they're all the same. And, and obviously we'd like to, to win a, a Hong Kong tournament once. Um, but, um, we also like to win a home tournament, Cape Town. We also like to win Wellington. We also like to win Dubai. So I think the, the prestige around the Hong Kong tournament comes from, um, way back when you, you basically got more points in Hong Kong um, than all the other tournaments, and it was actually prize money. There was, a, I think, hundred thousand dollars up for grabs if you won Hong Kong. So, and I think, um, I think that prestige is still there. But you, it's, it's actually the exact same tournament. Any other tournament, you get exact, the exact same points. Um, but yes, I think it will be nice to, to have a first time winning in Hong Kong in the. In the Future and unfortunately um, we couldn't do it this year. We were really hoping to go all the way, but um, we knew that when you when you get uh, when you play against Fiji, especially in the final Hong Kong, they um, they upped their performance by 10 or 15 percent, and unfortunately we went good enough on the day. Yeah, they were phenomenal in that final. Now let's talk about the the last two legs, Paris and then London. Twenty five point lead. I know going into the season, you and everyone we've spoken to within the squad has said that you really want to win the World Series this year. A twenty five point leads. Lots has to go wrong for for you to lose this. Yeah, I think the odds are definitely in my favour, but it's not it's not a done deal yet. I think. Um, and again, just if we measure ourselves on our standards, we really want to go out in this uh, World Series on our eye. We don't want to just cruise through the, uh, Paris and London and um, get to the end of the season and just won the series. We really want to do well in Paris, um, hopefully get into a final and be successful in the final and, and the side from London. So our focus or our goal will definitely not shift. We'll still go into those tournaments and hoping to, we're hoping to go all the way and, and be successful in those tournaments. So, uh, we're not, we not go, we will, we'll definitely not go into those tournaments with a goal or the focus to just get into a quarterfinal. We really want to be successful and we really want to end this season on a, on a high. I know you are probably going to be taking a, a few days break. What's the, what's the build up plan for, for the next one? Yeah, well, guys, we basically came back this morning, so the guys had a, uh, their medicals this morning with a doctor, and then uh, we'll give them a bit of a break, um, start next Tuesday again with preparations, and um, then we fly out, geez, I don't know what, what, what's the date there, about the 7th or 8th of May, we will fly out for for uh, Paris, so we'll basically have a week and a half preparation before we, before we get on a plane and, and fly out to Paris. Brilliant. Neil Powell, congratulations once again. I know you are very disappointed about the Singapore performance, but uh, so far the season going according to plan. We'll probably chat to you before you leave for Paris, but if we don't, safe travels. Uh, and uh, please pass on our best to, to the entire squad uh, and all the management and, and backroom staff as well. You guys are doing an amazing job making us proud. We're loving watching you uh, on weekends around the world, uh, just flying the flag and uh, making us extremely, extremely proud. Thank you very much, Brad, and thank you for the opportunity to be on the show again tonight. Thank you very much.
You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. On to some mountain biking now. And top South African mountain biker Mariska Strauss says she's still hungry for more titles in her cycling career and hopes to put out top performances in the coming local events as she looks to book her spot in the World Championships in Australia later this year. The current national mountain bike champion continued her dominance in the local scene at the weekend when she claimed victory at the second round of the 2017 SA National Mountain Bike Cup Series Exco at the Volvesprate Bike Park in Twane. Yeah, I think I think there's definitely still still to come. Um, I mean, I've I've set some some big goals for myself, and um, the World Series and and Olympics is still up there. So you know, hopefully, if everything goes according to plan, we can we can pull off some some more proper results. There's still still the World Cup Series to come. So hopefully, a top fifteen. Um, Fingers crossed, maybe maybe we can pull out a top ten, um, and then from there, world champs is in September in um, in Australia. So yeah, so we'll see how that goes, and obviously first need to be selected for that. Um, but working hard and. Hopefully the results will, will come. Strauss was the top South African female finisher at the recent AFSA Cape Epic, where she finished second overall on the general classification. She and teammate Annie Lars from England also walked away with a gutsy sixth-stage win after a close sprint finish. Strauss, who was taking part in her third epic, says it's always a nice event to do in South Africa, and after coming close to first prize this year, she's excited by what's still to come in the grueling event. So the Kick Epic was an amazing event this year. I mean, it's always a nice event to do, um, and I've always thought of uh, one day I'll be on the podium, um, and this year it actually happened with my teammate um, Annie Loss from the UK. Uh, very, very special to share that um, experience with her, and so special, and it's actually still so surreal to think that we actually won the stage um, at the Epic, and no, I'm very excited to, to see what's still to come, and I think we can definitely have an overall win, um, so there's one step up still to go, so no, very excited to see what we can still do, and it's, it's a great learning experience, and yeah, just looking forward to, to what's to come. Strauss, whose career best result so far is a second-place finish at the 2013 Cross Country World Cup in Malaysia, says her journey to the top took years of hard work, and she's fortunate to have a support structure behind her. <laughs> years and years of hard work, but um, a massive thanks to, to my support structure, my family, um, friends, and, of course, my coach and my team that's backing me. Um, can't do it without them. It's, it is a team effort, and... Yeah, no, it's, it's a bit impossible to do it without the proper support and structure behind you, so very fortunate to have that. SAFM Sports Wrap. Looking ahead to tomorrow night, another Twane Derby on the cards, and if last week's match was anything to go by, I think revenge might be on the cards for Supersport United. They'll be looking uh, to do exactly that when they take on our rivals Mamelodi Sundowns in the second installment of the Twane Derby. It's taking place at the Lucas Moripe Stadium in Atridgeville tomorrow night. Matsatansa suffered a humiliating 5-0 defeat against the reigning African champs last Wednesday, but they registered a morale-boosting 5-0 win against Liberian Team Barracks Young Controllers in the CAF Confederations Cup playoff match at home on Sunday. Baxter's hoping for a positive response this time around. No, it'll, it'll, buoy, it'll buoy everybody a little bit, yeah, and I think, you know, the, I'm, 
I don't like saying you know revenge because everybody says that. But you're a professional, and you and you and you and you're hurting, and so that hurt. You want to use it for something positive. They did tonight, and hopefully we will against Sundowns. Supersport lacked the cutting edge in front of goals against the league champions last week, and Baxter says they sorely missed the informed striker Tabo Mnyamane, who was red carded against Guadalcanal FC in the Nedbank Cup last round of 16 earlier this month. The Bafana Bafana striker will set out the game tomorrow as he's still completing his two-match suspension. Yeah, yeah, we miss him all the time. I mean, look, look, there's a few boys there that we miss as well. Bradley and Cole and Mario, you know, we, we, we miss good players. So, uh, but Tom obviously has been a bit on fire for us. So he was very, he was very stupid, the, the, the red card that he got. And he's been fine for it. So, but he knows, and uh, I think he shows now that, uh, that he cares. He's not, he's not just yeah, taking his foot off the accelerator. No, he's... Uh, he showed his quality tonight, and I think if you if you get him in the game in the right areas, then I think he's a, he's a player that can improve even more. There's been lots of speculation about Stuart Baxter's move uh, to coaching Bafana Bafana, but he uh, has said that there's an impasse between the concerned parties and referred all queries to the South African Football Association and his team. Yeah, well, look, what can I what can I tell you? What, what can I tell you? I think I think the 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 Safa hierarchy have been in, have been away have been away. I think uh, they've, they've spoken to Supersport, and and uh, and it's sort of at, a, at, a, at an impasse. That means that I'm not I'm not I'm not in the loop. I'm not negotiating with anybody. I'm I'm sort of out of the picture. So I can't tell you any more than that. You know, I think the best thing to do is to call Sarpa or call um, no, don't call Sarpa because you get the media officer. But uh, you, if you call if you call Supersport and just and speak to them, you know. For me, I'm, I'm, enjoying the, I'm enjoying the game tonight. I didn't enjoy the game against Sundowns. So I'll, I'll continue to do as much work as I can with the players to develop them. Meanwhile, Sundowns have revived their title challenge with back-to-back victories over Supersport United and Free State Stars. The Brazilians are just four points off log leaders Cape Town City with two games in hand after the Supersport match. They'll have a few days rest before the IX Cape Town clash next week, Tuesday, according to coach Pito Mosemani, who's also credited their physical trailer, uh, trainer, Cabelo Ronjo Joja, for keeping the team fresh. So we need to rest. So we're going to take rest. Anytime we find a rest, if Sundowns doesn't play for for 14 days, you must know, we are off for 7 days. If we don't play for, for, two weeks, for, for 2 weeks, we take half of 2 weeks off and half back. And that program has helped us. Because if it was not right, we would not have done well in the Champions League. We were fresh, we were never... That's why KB is, is the best trainer. I think the best trainer in Africa. The best, the best trainer in Africa. Top, top. And I listen to him. He, he directs the program. When I, he tells me, you are not training tomorrow. You are training on this day. And I have to listen. To listen to him, how we train. He tells me, you've got 30 minutes to do tactics. You've got 45 minutes to do this. You've got 30 minutes. He's above. The African champions are out of the Nedbank Cup, but are still left with nine matches in the league. They'll have a little rest in the off-season as they are in the group stages of Africa's premier club competition, the CAF Champions League, once again. Mosimane expects his team to play football continuously once again. Hopefully, we, we, play, we qualify for Champions League. That's what we're striving for. The league, I'm not sure. We should, we should give it a go. I think we wanted the difficult. We like to chase it. I think. I don't think we wanted the league. I think we want to chase. We 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 enjoy the chase. Maybe it's gonna go like that again. You know the Marisbeck the first game, Marisbeck on a Saturday and Zesco 
when uh, on a Saturday marriage we're going Wednesday, is the same. It's a copy. It's the same thing. Uh, MTN top eight. Uh, when you played cheaper, you remember, and you had uh, Zesco watching me, looking like me like this, here. So it's the same thing. It's gonna be like that. You know, we play the final of MTN eight, and then you have Zamalek. It's the same thing. SAFM Sports Wrap. That's about it for this evening's show. Just a quick uh, cricket update for you in the IPL. I mentioned at the start of the show that A.B. Villiers is not available for selection due to injury for the Royal Challengers Bangalore today, but I can tell you that he wasn't missed. Uh, Chris Gale at the top of the order, scoring 77 of 38 balls with him. Virat Kohli, 64-50 together. They put on 122 and got RCB to 213 for two in their 20 overs. In reply, the Gujarat Lions are currently 69 for the loss of uh, 2, there we go, 69 for the loss of 2 that after 7.2 overs, so yeah they've got a tough ask, uh, just looking at it they need another 145 runs of 12.4 overs, coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock this evening, it is the talk shop with Naledi Malayo we'll be back again tomorrow afternoon on SAFM Sports Trap I'll be back on PM Live with more sport, we'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning on AM Live with Janet Witten, make sure you tune in then from myself, Brad Brown and my producer Siobhan Chetty, thank you so much for listening if you have any comments or queries, suggestions you can email sport at safm.co.za or you can reach out via social media. Until tomorrow, have yourself a great evening. It is 7 o'clock and time for your news.